the What is Bitcoin podcast. Hello, and welcome to the second episode of the What is Bitcoin podcast. So what is the What is Bitcoin podcast? Well, this is a short series. It should end up being about 10 episodes. I'm producing these episodes to help make it easier for you to understand Bitcoin and the Bitcoin network. If this is the first episode you've listened to, I would highly recommend you go back to episode one and start listening from there. My name is Gary Leland, and I run the CryptoPodcaster.com website. You may recognize my voice from some of the other podcasts I produce, like the Crypto Cousins podcast, the BitBlock Boom podcast, and the 4-Minute Crypto Show. Now, before we go any further, I want to make sure everyone listening knows about BitBlock Boom. That's right. BitBlock Boom, the real Bitcoin conference coming to Dallas, Texas. Now, the reason I say the real Bitcoin conference is because Bitcoin, well, that's all we talk about at BitBlock Boom. We don't talk about altcoins or blockchain, just Bitcoin. We have a ton of great speakers at this year's event, so take a moment to look at our speaker lineup today. And if you use the discount code COUSINS, that's C-O-U-S-I-N-S, if you use that code at checkout, you'll receive 30% off the price of your tickets. Last year's event was fantastic, and this year's will be even better. So go take a look at bitblockboom.com today. Now let's get back to the question for this episode, which was, what is the Bitcoin blockchain? On the last episode, when I was explaining Bitcoin, I started with the definition from Wikipedia. So I guess we should stick with that and see what Wikipedia has to say about blockchain. Wikipedia's definition is as follows. The main chain consists of the longest series of blocks from the Genesis block to the current block. Orphan blocks exist outside of the main block. A blockchain is a growing list of records called blocks, which are linked using cryptography. Each block contains a cryptographic hash of the previous block, a timestamp, and a transaction data, generally represented as a Merkle tree root hash. Hmm, I guess that's it with a great answer like that. I guess we don't need to go any further, right? Really? Of course you know I'm kidding, right? That answer was way too confusing for the average person out there. I pretty much understand it, and I have to like look at that answer. Blockchain can really be a hard concept for some people to understand, so let's see if I can simplify it just a little bit for you. First, let me tell you that term that was in the description, Genesis block, that was mentioned in the article, just now the Wikipedia article, that refers to the first block ever created on the Bitcoin blockchain, back when, like I said, when Bitcoin was first started. Now, I could explain what a Merkle tree is. That was also mentioned, but since this is just the beginner's explanation of blockchain, I think I'm going to pass on that for right now. To put it in simple terms, a blockchain is really just a new type of ledger system. But unlike all the ledger systems that already exist, Blockchain is a decentralized digital ledger system. Many people refer to blockchain as the technology that powers Bitcoin, and you'll often hear people on financial channels and in the media say how much they love blockchain, even if they don't like Bitcoin. They love blockchain. Now, blockchain was the invention of Satoshi Nakamoto. And just to let you know, no one knows who Satoshi Nakamoto is. That's right. No one knows who Satoshi Nakamoto is. It could be a man, it could be a woman, it could be a group of people operating under the name Satoshi Nakamoto. No one knows who he is, or it is, or they are, 
And that really is a subject of an entire podcast all by itself. So I'm not going to get into that any further either. I'll save that for another time. But back in 2009, Satoshi Nakamoto wrote a white paper titled Bitcoin, a peer-to-peer electronic cash system, and introduced Bitcoin to the world and explained a new type of ledger system called blockchain. With the use of blockchain technology, a network of computers can be created for sharing and saving data without the help of any third parties like banks or governments. That's the main reason that blockchain is called a decentralized ledger system. There are no third parties involved. Bitcoin uses the blockchain as its public ledger system, and the blockchain helps Bitcoin keep everything synced. Like I said earlier, blockchain technology was first used to track Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, but in the future, blockchain may be used to track stocks, voting, among other things. But at the moment, we're going to stick with how blockchain is involved with Bitcoin. The Bitcoin blockchain is a fraud-proof system of record-keeping that records transactions, as I said, without a bank or a government or any third party being involved, and makes sure that everyone and everything is correct and on the up and up. Now, let's say you were going to send me a Bitcoin, which you're welcome to do. Now, when you sent me that Bitcoin, the record of the transfer of that Bitcoin will be sent to every computer participating on the Bitcoin network. The computers on the network will see my wallet address, that's where you're sending the Bitcoin, and they'll see your wallet address, and that's where the Bitcoin is being sent from. They'll also see that you're sending me the one Bitcoin. Now, some of these computers on the Bitcoin network are known as full nodes, and the full nodes hold an entire copy of the Bitcoin blockchain, which I said earlier is the entire Bitcoin ledger system. It's every transaction that's ever happened in Bitcoin. The full nodes will receive the information about the Bitcoin you're sending me, and they'll verify the transaction's information against their copy of the blockchain or against their copy of the ledger system. The full nodes will check to see if you have a Bitcoin to send me first. Then they'll also check other new transactions on the Bitcoin blockchain to make sure you're not trying to send me a Bitcoin that you may have sent to someone else earlier. If you were to send the same Bitcoin to me and someone else, that would be considered double spending. And double spending was a big problem with cryptocurrencies before the invention of the Bitcoin blockchain. Now, once the Bitcoin transaction is checked and approved by the full nodes, it will then be transmitted to a special kind of node called a Bitcoin miner. Now, these Bitcoin miners, they compete with each other to write the next block on the blockchain. And they will include your transaction for the one Bitcoin you're sending me in the next block. In other words, the records of the Bitcoin you sent me will be permanently recorded in the blockchain by the Bitcoin miners. The process of recording the next block is known as proof-of-work hashing. Now, I'm not going to spend a lot of time in going into details about proof-of-work hashing, but it's an important part of the Bitcoin network and the Bitcoin blockchain well, wouldn't operate without it. Proof-of-work will normally use the longest chain as the official chain. Let me explain that. Let's imagine that two miners find a new block at about the same time. Both of the miners have an incentive to broadcast their new block to the network since the block also contains a monetary reward for them. They actually make Bitcoin for sending the block to the network. Now let's assume that each miner submitted a block that was only accepted by half of the computers on the Bitcoin network. That means you'd have a fork in the blockchain or like a fork in the road that would start a race between the two forks. Whichever fork receives the next block will pull ahead of the other fork until there's a clear winner in terms of successful proof of work. 
Eventually, miners that are on the losing fork of the chain will move over to the longest chain. Any transactions that are exclusive to the losing chain or the shorter chain will not be showed in the winning or longest chain, so there is an incentive to determine and move over to the winning chain as soon as possible. Again, I'm not going to go super deep into mining because that's a show all by itself. Now, you have probably figured out that the blockchain is a topic that has a lot of subtopics because I keep saying I'm not going to talk about that. I'll talk about it on another show. But I hope now at least you have an idea of what the Bitcoin blockchain is, what it does, and how it works. Hey, make sure you subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so you don't miss a single episode. I'd love it if you give this podcast a five-star rating and a great review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. That really does help this show more than you realize. And please, share this podcast with your friends on social media and let's start educating the world about Bitcoin. Don't forget to take a look at BitBlockBoom, the Bitcoin conference coming to Dallas, Texas at BitBlockBoom.com. I hope I get to meet you in Dallas, Texas. On the next episode of the What is Bitcoin podcast, I'll answer the question, what is Bitcoin mining? Until then, this is Gary Leland from CryptoPodcaster.com saying thanks for taking the time to listen. The Bitcoin podcast and the information included in this podcast are not intended as investment advice. Investing in Bitcoin is risky and you should never invest more than you can afford to lose. Always seek professional advice before investing and please understand, you're using any and all information from the What is Bitcoin podcast at your own risk. Thank you.